It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Fans, media, and the Washington Commanders all in agreement about where the team needs to build its roster as we exit the 2023 NFL Scouting Combine. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or your Amazon Fire Stick. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I am David Harrison, credential member of the media, covering your Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. You can find me on Twitter as well, at dharrison82, an old name. But a new name on the list of potential sites for a new Washington Commander Stadium and winners from the 2023 NFL Scouting Combine coming up. But first, we're going to take a look at where the team's priority was in Indianapolis. It's where the team's priority should be this offseason, according to me, according to most of you. And obviously, the team is in agreement. They're spending most of the time looking at the offensive line, and according directly to an interview or to an article, rather, of by Sam Fortier of the Washington Post, who was also on ground at the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis, the team met with no fewer than 19 offensive linemen in the formal interview portion of their weekend. So for those of you who don't know, uh, teams have a lot of informal interviews with a lot of players, but then they get 45, up to 45 Uh, formal interviews with NFL draft prospects at the scouting combine in Indianapolis. So the Washington Commanders choosing to use at least 19 of those uh, 45 on offensive linemen is very, very significant, not quite 50%. But when you look at the amount of positions you could talk to, you could be scouting there at the combine. The fact that even that many, more than a third uh, of their formal interviews went to offensive linemen is extremely significant and hints at the fact that what we've all been talking about really all off season, really all throughout the season, uh, starting back with the re-injury of Chase Roulier and then the struggles on the offensive line uh, time and time out. Trey Turner starting the season as a starter, eventually getting pulled and then eventually put back in there. Sam Cosme kind of doing what he could do, uh, battling injury here and there, bouncing back and forth between right guard uh, and right tackle. And then Charles Leno Jr., the veteran, trying to hold it down. Uh, at left tackle. This offensive line has got to get better. And Ron Rivera did kind of mention that part of getting better on the offensive line is staying healthy, is having the same five guys out there uh, as often as possible. That's a huge part of it. Well, when you've got some older players or some some veteran players who can't stay healthy, the best thing to do is bring in some young guys who don't have serious injury histories uh, and see if you can't keep them healthy uh, to build that offensive line. So among the 19 formal interviews, this isn't all of them, but among the 19 were Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern, Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State, DeWan Jones out of Ohio State. So two tackles coming out of Ohio State. Uh, Interior offensive lineman Osiris Torrance out of Florida. Center John Michael Schmitz out of Minnesota. Steve Avila, uh, TCU is going to be a guard. Anton Harrison, tackle out of Oklahoma. Broderick Jones, tackle out of Georgia. Cody Mock, offensive lineman out of North Dakota State. Cody Mock, a guy who can kind of play 
all over the place. And that's just, you know, that's not even all 19. That's just a group uh, of the guys that they talk to. But you already look there, some first-round names, some second-round names. Uh, Osiris Torrance is a guy who stood out specifically uh, during the Senior Bowl while we were in Mobile. John Michael Schmitz again. Steve Avila, if you listened to the Mock Draft uh, Monday episode yesterday, you heard me multiple times call Steve Avila. That dude would not be uh, upset to see him uh, join the Washington Commanders through the NFL Draft if that's the path that they went. But we do know even more guys that the Washington Commanders talked to, not just offensive linemen, some other position groups uh, involved. And this isn't even all 45. That's, you know, we didn't just go over all 19. Uh, Sam Fortier, again, Washington Post article. Check that out. He drops all 19 of the names that he's talking about specifically. Draw some interesting ties uh, to what the commanders like, to what Eric Bieniemy uh, might like from his previous offensive stops and kind of comparing some of these guys to some of those other guys. Really good stuff there. Uh, from Sam 48. So make sure you go read that article and get all of those connections and kind of the entire breakdown of what Sam is talking about there. But we look at some of the other formal meetings that we know we kind of collected from, from reports and from talking to these guys at the combine where they say sometimes who they gave formal uh, interviews or who had a, who they had formal interviews with uh, and who they didn't. Diane Henley, uh, linebacker out of Washington state cornerback, Joey Porter jr. Out of Penn state cornerback, Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon, more on him. Uh, in just a little bit, running back Tajay Spears out of Tulane, one of my personal favorites. Tight end Darnell Washington out of Georgia, who was a feature part uh, of our conversation on yesterday's episode as well. If you missed that, tight end Brenton Strange out of Penn State. Safety Sidney Brown out of Illinois. And cornerback Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. So a lot of day one, day two guys in that batch. And you look at kind of the theme, offensive line, defensive back, tight end, safety, running back. Those are kind of the areas of the Washington Commanders are really starting to look at uh, as they look at their draft strategy. Now, understand, right? So we, we've had situations in NFL drafts past. You know, Washington has done it. A lot of other teams have done it where they may know pretty much everything they want about a guy and they want to kind of keep him off everybody's radar so they don't really talk to him in order to kind of keep the scent off uh, of that player that, they're, that they might be interested. So uh, a lot of times they talk to some of these guys. Doesn't mean that they're 100% interested. It could just be they had some questions and they wanted to kind of get some answers. Uh, about this guy so don't take you know a formal meeting with cornerback joey porter jr to be a public statement of we want that player uh necessarily sometimes they just have questions they want to get those questions answered and if they get the right answers uh they you know go back to brian robinson jr they had a formal uh with him at last year's scouting combine had some questions for him they asked him he answered them they liked the answers he ends up uh, a washington commander so we know some of the names washington talked to as they look for more rookies that are going to help the team win more games in 2023. But how many of those names won at the NFL Scouting Combine? We're going to talk about our list of winners from the 2023 NFL Scouting Combine that coming up next here on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season has come and gone. We're in the final stretch towards the NBA playoffs. And now is a perfect time for you to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers, you get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes, drain, rebounds, all of it. Plus, FanDuel even lets you get a combined bet, lets you build a combined bet for your chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Easily one of my favorite parts of using the app. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, 
an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders Podcast for listen or your first view of the day. The scouting combine is complete, and that means we only have pro days as the next big circuit happening in NFL draft preparation. But we can't leave the NFL scouting combine behind yet without identifying some guys who made money for themselves in Indianapolis. Again, the three-pronged major NFL draft preparation cycle. Uh, Senior Bowl is kind of that first prong, which is why they have the slogan, the NFL draft starts in Mobile. Um, Great event there. Obviously, the the, uh, scouting combine in Indianapolis and then pro days uh, happening all over the country beginning very, very soon even as the NFL enters the free agent window uh, also coming up. I mean, the, the, the NFL's calendar is just crazy packed stuff happening all the time. But again, we can't leave Indianapolis behind too quickly. We need to get uh, some winners laid down here uh, on the show. Identify some guys. Some of these guys, Washington commanders uh, confirmed have already talked to some of them. Maybe they have not, but they deserve their shout outs uh, regardless. And we're going to start off not necessarily one, two, three, or like number one winner, but just three winners. In general, we'll start off on the offense. And the first name I'm going to talk about, tight end Darnell Washington out of Georgia. And again, uh, if you watch the Mock Draft Monday episode or listen to the Mock Draft Monday episode, you already know that I'm I'm a real big fan uh, of Darnell Washington, what he can do, what he could do in the National Football League for an offense like the Washington Commanders, uh, inline type of guy. Not the not the most polished receiver in the world, you know, coming out of, coming out of the University of Georgia, but some coaching could help that. But in the meantime, he's a guy that could help out on your offensive line as needed be a chip blocker, maybe a late release uh, type of guy, or if you need him, you can just keep him in line and help block almost like an extra tackle, but with more athleticism makes the defense play you a little bit more. Honestly, they can't just come out there. You put a left tackle or you put a swing tackle or right tackle out on the field as an eligible receiver. I mean, could you throw them the ball? Sure. You could pay school for the Detroit lions caught a pass last year. So yeah, you could throw them the ball, but you put Darnell Washington out on the field and the defense knows he could likely be getting the ball. So you're not necessarily tipping your hand one way or another. If you need max protect, you keep him in and he can be serviceable protecting your quarterback, young quarterback named Sam Howell, uh, who obviously you want to keep him upright as much as possible. But if you need him to go out as a receiver, fully capable of doing that too. And some more coaching will help him. You pair him out there with Logan Thomas or John Bates or whoever's healthy, whoever's available. Uh, If Cole Turner can take that next step, you put them both out there on the field together and you've got two guys uh, that can certainly make an impact on the Washington Commanders offense as a rookie. So tight end Darnell Washington, maybe the catch of the entire NFL scouting combine. If you haven't seen the catch, literally just Google or go to Twitter and search or go to YouTube and search probably Darnell Washington scouting combine catch, uh, and it'll probably come up. It's pretty good stuff. Honorable mention goes out to Zach Koontz out of Old Dominion. I know some of you out there actually are big fans of Zach. Uh, mentioned it in the comments on our Mock Draft Monday episode. Uh, so I want to give him a shout out. He did a lot of good things. There's a lot of unicorn uh, material going on about him so we'll see maybe the washington commanders decide to double dip into that tight end pool so honorable mention goes out to that guy quarterback anthony richardson out of florida he's our next winner from the offensive side of things at the 2023 nfl scouting combine and i know 
Washington Commanders probably not going to go after him. Even if he's there at 16, not going to draft him. Uh, look, if he's there at 16, maybe you get a team to jump up that wants him. You trade back. They get a fifth year with Anthony Richardson, who's going to need a year or two uh, to continue developing before he's really ready to take that step into being an NFL starting quarterback. You get yourself some more draft capital. So that's where it benefits the Washington Commanders. Is Anthony Richardson doing well? Now, look, there's already been some rumors that he might be a top 10 guy anyway, might not get out of the top 12. But look, if he's there at 16, for whatever reason, C.J. Stroud kind of kind of built as the best quarterback at the, at the combine this year. Bryce Young, obviously, is still there. Will Levis is still there. If there's a world where Anthony Richardson slides back to number 16, he showed enough of the scouting combine. He's going to show even more at his pro day. Maybe you get a team to give you some premium picks uh, to move up, overpay a little bit to come get that quarterback. So the biggest thing really here is, look, he, he's not perfect, right? He still showed some mechanical flaws. The feet still aren't perfect, but they're improved than I think what you last saw when he was playing football for the Florida Gators, and that shows that not only is he coachable, but he's obviously capable and able uh, to develop as a quarterback. That's going to give the teams who love him even more reason uh, to love him. So him winning, while he may not become a commander, certainly potentially sets the commanders up. Because, look, even if Anthony Richardson goes ahead of, say, Will Levis, Will Levis drops 16, maybe there's a team out there that loves him some Will Levis. They want to move up uh, to nab him, all thanks to Anthony Richardson jumping ahead of him on some draft boards. So we'll see how it ends, actually ends up and plays out. But Anthony Richardson certainly doing himself some favors out there. The Lucas Oil Stadium in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. Final offensive winner from the NFL Scouting Combine. We're going to go at offensive lineman Cody Mock. And this is another guy who did talk with the Washington Commanders, did have a formal North Dakota State offensive lineman. Uh, look, came into the Reese's Senior Bowl in Mobile. Looking, you know, had some had a little bit of reputation. Right? So people were kind of anticipating seeing him. Like this is a this is a guy who played tackle, but he could also play guard. Uh, some talks. I mean, could he could he shift inside and learn how to snap? Probably sure could. Uh, five position versatile type of offensive lineman, and he showed off at the Senior Bowl. Uh, I remember watching him in individuals. I don't think he lost a single rep. Go to teams. He's even better playing smart, playing off of his teammates, helping his teammates, but also accepting help from his teammates. Everything you want to see. Uh, in an offensive lineman, and he did it from the tackle position, did it from the guard, left side, right side. Really did not matter. Versatile guy. Showed that same amount of versatility, athleticism, ability at the NFL scouting combine. Proved basically that what we saw at the Senior Bowl was not a fluke. It was not a three-day window of just Cody Mock doing well. In fact, it was who he is as a player. Me personally, I would be through the roof if uh, the Washington Commanders got Cody Mock onto their roster. I'm looking day two. He might have worked himself in day one. I don't know. There's a lot of talented offensive linemen in this group. So maybe he's still day two just because of the sheer traffic jam uh, that sits up there at the top. But Cody Mock, certainly a guy who made some money in Indianapolis, certainly a guy that I think any Washington Commanders fan would be happy to see land on this team's roster. Now we flip over to the defensive side of the ball. We went Anthony Richardson, a guy that maybe the commanders aren't necessarily going to draft, but potentially his win could be the commanders win in some other ways. I'm going to go with another guy like that cornerback, Christian Gonzalez, Oregon Ducks defensive back. Look, a lot of early mocks had Christian Gonzalez mocked to Washington number 16. I think a lot of people liked it. I think a lot of people liked it for obvious reasons. He's better than pick number 16. And, and that kind of that stock has kind of been growing and growing, and he's been rising and rising, uh, leading all the way up to the scouting combine. Then in Indianapolis, I mean, he was as tall as everybody thought he would be, as long as everybody thought he would be. He was faster. Uh, then I think a lot of people expected him to be and fluid as all get out, showed all the skills, all the transitions, the hips, the feet, all of it that you want in a number one cornerback in the National Football League. If Christian Gonzalez gets out of number 12, gets beyond number 12, 
I will be incredibly surprised. So I don't think there's any way he gets to number 16. Now, how does that potentially benefit the Washington Commanders? Well, potentially you get a team. If, if Christian Gonzalez is there, potentially you get a team who doesn't necessarily want corner to trade out. A team who wants corner jumps ahead of you. Again, you're not going to get Christian Gonzalez, but if they jump ahead of you and play, pay some premium picks to do it, knock out a team who's in front of you and maybe doesn't want that cornerback, opens up some opportunities for you to maybe go get Devin Witherspoon, who we know the Washington Commanders met with, Joey Porter Jr., who we know the Washington Commanders worked uh, met with. So again, uh, potentially could also start a run. So potentially that that moves him up. If that moves him up, it potentially moves other cornerbacks up. So that could actually hurt the Washington Commanders. Uh, Christian Gonzalez worked winning here. Uh, but again, regardless, you're going to have some really good talent sitting on the board at number 16. If you're destined, if you're dying for this team to get another cornerback uh, at number 16, Christian Gonzalez win. Again, couldn't make a team, couldn't inspire a team to jump ahead and shift a guy out of the way who maybe wants offensive line or something like that. And hopefully they trade back to number 17 or later. Uh, but also, if you get that early run on corners, man, if Christian Gonzalez goes like five or six, I mean, whew, you might see Devin Witherspoon come off top 10, and then Joey Porter is next, and you got some other guys. Uh, we'll, we'll get to another guy that I think made some money in Indianapolis as well. So Christian Gonzalez, I don't see how he gets to Washington, but uh, that does have the potential. There's a good and a dark side to that whole thing. The potential to impact the Washington Commanders certainly exists. Next winner on the defensive side, edge rusher Adetamiwa Adabari out of Northwestern, six foot two, 282 pounds, running a 44940. Uh, look, I saw a USA Today article, wrote about Adabari, said that his numbers were better than the numbers that Trayvon Walker put down in last year's combine. Trayvon Walker out of Georgia, number one overall pick, by the way. Adabari is not going to become a number one overall pick, but look, if he's there day two, Chase Young. Uh, I don't think they're picking up his fifth-year option. There's certainly some some questions about his future health, his production before he even got injured. Uh, certainly on the board, Montez Sweat's contract situation coming up, so they could certainly use an edge rusher. Adabari is uh, even front 4-3, even front type of edge rusher, but even if they move into an odd front, you talk about shifting in that five-man front, you put him down there with John Allen, Deron Payne, Federer Mathis. Whew, certainly could get messy for opposing offenses. Final winner. On the defense side of the ball, I mentioned another cornerback who may have moved himself into the back end of the day one conversation, especially if Christian Gonzalez and Devin Witherspoon can spark an early run on cornerbacks. That's Maryland cornerback Deontay Banks ran a 4-3-5-40, was second in the broad jump among cornerbacks and first in the vertical, showing some athletic and ability and burst. Maryland guy? I mean, look, you know, uh, some home cooking never hurt nobody, right? So Maryland Terrapins cornerback Deontay Banks, certainly a winner. At the NFL Scouting Combine, that's going to wrap up our six winners. Again, tight end Darnell Washington of Georgia, Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson, North Dakota State offensive lineman Cody Mock, Oregon corner Christian Gonzalez, Northwestern edge at a Tommy Wyatabari, and Maryland cornerback Deontay Banks. Could all be calling Washington home soon enough. The future path home could take Washington down familiar roads. More on that coming up today on this episode of Locked On Commanders. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Could the Washington Commanders' new home be at the site of Washington's old home of the franchise after all? That question was kind of sparked by another report coming from Sam Fortier over the Washington Post. It's Sam Fortier Day here on Locked On. Commander Sam doing a great job, as always, over there for the Washington Post. This is actually from earlier uh, last week. You know, scouting combines getting wrapped up, kind of missed having the opportunity to really talk about this. But Sam Fortier reporting that Roger Goodell in early December told D.C. Mayor Muriel E. Bowser that the NFL supports her efforts to obtain the site of RFK Stadium from the federal government because he wants the district to be a part of the new stadium discussions even offered to provide lobbying assistance to uh, the district to Congress. Uh, And in the article Fortier quotes an NFL spokesman saying quote, the league and mayor Bowser agree that Washington DC should be at the table. When a new site is considered, we will continue to work with the mayor's office, the commanders and Congress to that. end, just like we are in contact with local officials in Maryland and Virginia as they review review site and stadium options end quote now later in december so this was early december i think december 2nd is when uh 48 reported but later in december when congress revealed a spending proposal the rfk site was not involved any cultivation of the rfk site was not involved in that spending proposal uh currently the the way that the stadium stands maryland uh has an offer uh i suppose in if you want to call it that 400 million dollars to improve the area surrounding fedex field currently but also forbids any building of a new stadium in that proposal. So you would keep FedEx field, just improve everything around it, probably do some renovations to FedEx field. There are some renovations obviously already going on uh, FedEx field. Meanwhile, Virginia hasn't done anything since their stadium authority bill failed last summer. Virginia governor Glenn Youngkin did propose a $500,000 study into luring the commanders to the Commonwealth, but that has met with some opposition. We'll see what happens. Uh, there, of course, everybody expecting that the stadium talks are going to heat up once again once a sale is announced or finalized, which hopefully is going to be sooner rather than later. League meetings coming up at the end of March. Uh, so, again, news on that could come up rather quickly. Uh, do plan on being at the league meetings this year because there's going to be a new owner. That's where you want to be uh, if you are a media member covering the Washington Commanders. Look, I think it's, you know, yeah, it's not groundbreaking news. You know, RFK Stadium is not going to get released to, to D.C. anytime soon for a uh, p- potential proposal to develop into a new site for the Washington Commanders. But I think it's important that Washington, D.C. be in this conversation. You know, I go back to other other teams that are, are called one team place, but they don't play in that place. Uh, you know, it was like the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I thought when that happened, that was kind of a weird, uh, weird situation. And I know not every single team necessarily plays in, you know, the city. That they're called you come kind of sometimes they kind of play in the outskirts uh, and all that stuff. But look, we if we're gonna have an NFL franchise that the name says you're in the nation's capital, then it makes sense to try and pursue any venue you can to be in the nation's capital. Landover, Maryland, not the nation's capital. Commonwealth of Virginia, not the nation's capital. There's only one nation's capital. It's in D.C. Uh, that's where RFK is. So you know, again, if we can get. Uh, if, if it's possible to make that happen, I think that is worth exploring. Not necessarily saying it's going to happen. Selfishly, personally, honestly, the Commonwealth is the best option for me, uh, depending on where in the Commonwealth. If it's closer to Ashburn, that's closer to me. I live on the Ashburn side of Virginia. Uh, a lot of your media members, Sam 48 included, live on the other side of, uh, of the Commonwealth or even in Maryland in some cases, uh, I'm sure in D.C. So, you know, selfishly, anything closer to Ashburn, from Landover to Ashburn would be better for me personally, but this isn't about me personally. This is about the team. And again, if you're going to be the Washington commanders, 
as close to Washington, if not in Washington, uh, it just kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? So uh, more on that, I'm sure we'll heat up again as soon as new ownership details emerge, which there are rumors flying all over the place. We're not going to dive into every single room. Now, look, if you want to dive into rumor, let me know. We'll dive into some rumors, but I'm trying to stick to uh, to facts, who the watch commanders are looking at, who they're meeting with, who they're talking with, who's talking about doing deals, who's not talking about doing deals. We'll continue talking about all of that here on Locked On Commanders. And we thank you again for making us your first view or your first listen of the day. Now make your second listener view the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez of the Draft Network provide in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL draft prospects with deep dives into the sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise. Find Locked On NFL Draft wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you want in on the conversation, drop your comments on YouTube below or hit us up in email form at LockedOnWashingtonCommanders at gmail.com or preferably in the DMs on Twitter at LO Commanders or personally at DHarrison82. Signing off for today, I'm David Harrison, staff writer for Commander Country of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Find me there or here or on Twitter again at DHarrison82. Until we speak again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another. We'll see you next time right here for the next episode of Locked On Commanders. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.